Ladies and gentlemen, we are back to the Straight Talk Podcast. We're back to back, just like the Drake song. We're here to talk about the NBA Western Conference standings on the previous episode. If you haven't watched it already, you can go ahead and do so if you want to talk, hear us talk about Eastern Conference. We're going to be ranking the Western Conference teams from 1 through 15 in terms of record-wise, where, they, where we think they're going to land in the standings record-wise, not who we think is the better team 1 through 15. I am, of course, your host, as always, SES Vincent. I'm here with my co-host, Basharat. Bosh. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going, Long man? Long time, no, no talk. <laughs> sure, of course. Um, but yeah, Bosh, uh, we're here talking Western Conference. We, we we knocked out the Eastern Conference teams. We're here to talk the West. And uh, man, let's just get right into things, honestly. like, uh, I'm going about- to make a quick prediction. We'll yes. see how this shakes out. We w- right. the two of us end up thinking a lot more alike than we expect to, even oftentimes. But yes. <laughs> I think we'll ag- we're going to have a lot more controversy at the top of the West than the East. Oh, this okay. is a prediction. Let's see what happens. All right, you know, you know what? Just just to shake things up a bit. Let's let's start things off with the with the with the very last team. I think the last team is going to be the Utah Jazz, without a doubt, without a question. They're going to make more trades. I think, I think it'll 15, be OKC. You think it's gonna be okay? See, oh my god, already we're not already, dude. Utah's uh, got so much more talent. Just look at the names they picked up. Do you even know? Like, I don't think anybody realizes who's on their roster. I mean, they got uh, Chicago yeah, they Bulls kept... three-point marksman Larry Market. Ru- well, at least you remembered. I forgot like half the time that he's on that team, along to <laughs> along with Mike Conley still. Who who knows if they trade him at some point? Probably. Um, Rudy Gay's still there, but other than that, other than him and Larry Market and Jordan Clarkson as a holdover. Okay, they picked up Taylor Horton Tucker and his cousin, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. They're both on there. They picked up Malik (laughs) Beasley, a shooter from Minnesota, who honestly they should flip for probably another pick or maybe they see him in their long-term plans. They have Colin Sexton in the in the uh, donovan mitchell trade they have kelly olenic in that random you know dump of boyan bogdanovich mm-hmm. um they have ochai Agbaji, the pick from cleveland who again in the donovan mitchell trade udoka yep. azubuki, azubuki jared vanderbilt uh just like an insane roster i think especially when you when you talk about uh still having conley as well um with THT, with the uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker, that's more veterans. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. veteran veterans, but they're right. more experienced young players than what the Oklahoma City Thunder have, which is a lot of talent with very little experience um, and and a lot of raw players. I mean, o- OKC's roster is made up half the roster is people you've never heard of because they they're openly tanking, right? And well, Utah's also openly tanking. They just picked mm-hmm. up like a dozen freaking NBA players from across the league in these trades. Well, my whole my whole thing with Oklahoma City Thunder is the fact that, in terms of talent, I think they have the most talent between the two teams. It just it comes down to health. Obviously, um, Chet Holmgren he's going to be out for the year. Yeah, if I'm right, Chet's sure. Chet's out for the entire year with the Liz Frank injury, which is yeah. A serious but they injury. still have a Josh Giddy. They have a Lou Dort on the team. And yeah. they still have SGA. I, I think he might be hurt right now. Shea has had some injury issues. You know, in the, in, a couple of years ago, we thought it was just, you know, OKC being, you know, pulling a process and just, you know, sitting in with whatever mild malady he may have, you know, complained about it, uh, on a weekend. But 
it looks like those injury issues might be real. And that's a bit concerning because he's, he is now, like you said, I think he's injured again. So, you know, that for three straight years now, he's had some serious injury issues that have kept him out of significant portions of the season. Granted, maybe they, maybe he does come back if they weren't openly tanking, but I'm beginning to lean towards, you know, these injury issues are a little more real and significant than perhaps we were giving credit to before. I don't know, man. I, I think it's just going to depend on how much SGA plays. Because if I, I like Josh Giddy and I like SGA, those two guys alone, even without Chet being there, I think are better than anything there. You, you know, but young players who are good don't lead to winning. And, and Josh Giddy is really good. But the, I mean, you know, beyond that, can you name many other players in the roster who have NBA experience? Yeah. Um, not really. And, and the players in Utah who do have multiple seasons of NBA experience. Malik Beasley was on a playoff team last year. You know, uh, Colin Sexton was on a play. was actually had a really efficient season the last year he was healthy. Right. But I think the thing here is that we're under assumption that these guys are still going to be on the team throughout most That's of the season. That's a great point. If, if not by the end of the year. And I'm under the impression that, no, these guys are going to be gone <laughs> relatively quickly, if not way before the trade deadline. But, you okay. know what? It's good. it's going to be fun to see who has uh, who who's more committed to tanking uh, uh, it, it, between uh, Danny Ainge and uh, forgetting OKC's uh, GM right now. Uh, Sam Presti. Yes, thank you. Between Presti you, and you know, uh, you know what? You know who's a dark horse here? What's that? San Antonio's. Yep, they San might, Antonio. They, they might be the worst team. Actually, you know what? The more I think about it, other than they Keldon have so Johnson, talent left on other the team, than Keldon yeah. Johnson and Doug McDermott and like Jakim uh, Pertl, I, I can't think of anyone else. They on have that team. so little talent, like on 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 the team. It's actually, you know what's a, you know what in my in my bottom tier rankings, I had Utah second to last, mm-hmm. and then um, as I listed out the teams. I actually jumped them above San Antonio and Houston as I thought about who's on San Antonio's roster. And I just mm-hmm. thought about Houston's kind of like, again, very thin roster, even though they, they have a lot of talent. And I, and I was thinking, no, you're right. I think San Antonio has got to be, got to be down like All right. in that conversation. So I'll concede to you at this regard. I'll say Utah doesn't trade everyone by the end, mm-hmm. because I forget, we forgot to even mention guys like the Jordan Clarkson. Dude. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley. I mean, okay. So th- this is what we're doing. San Antonio is going to be the bottom feeder because I think they're going to try to get Victor Wembanyama. I think <laughs> that's a fair compromise. Yeah. So, so then OKC at fourteen, and then we got okay. Utah at thirteen. And I think that. I think this is. Do you think Houston's conclusion. going to be better than them? I think Houston's going to be better. You have a Jabari, uh, a Jabari Smith. You have um, one of the Jalen's. I forget Jalen Green. Green? Jalen Green. Green. Yes. Yeah, they have some guys on this team. I yeah. think they're going to be fun and athletic enough to the point where I think they're the new Sacramento Kings where, where they have like a solid young cast of guys, but they're not bad enough to lose, lose. I thought you meant the Sacramento Kings in terms of they're going to make a boneheaded trade for a veteran by trading like some of their young players and eating up. all. Oh man, that, that hurts me. That hurts me. (laughs) You may, you may not know this or you, you may, you may not. But I, I'm a closeted Kings fan, man. I, I I like to support them. They're the, like they're the little tra- they're the little train they can. The, I, this I might be the... one of those seasons you can you can feel more comfortable to come out of the closet with your Kings oh. fandom. Oh yeah, so. yeah. I'm gonna definitely come out of the closet with the Kings this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's it's not like the glory days with Chris Webber and White Chocolate, but no. uh, heck, even the back in the day with Kevin Martin, you know they had yeah yeah that was a fun team. I definitely was, loved the Kevin Martin yeah. Kings were good. I, 
I don't know. I I, I think I just really like Jalen Green, and I just, I like Jabari Smith. So that's I, fair. There, there's a there's a, there's good talent there in Houston. Yeah. That um, and that is fair. Um, I I think they're going to end up in the bottom three, but I think it's fair to put them up above uh, above because those bottom three teams that you have down there, Utah, OKC, and San Antonio, are definitely tanking. And Houston might try to win a little. We'll see. I think they're in the. They're not like actively trying to tank. I think they're just gonna play the. They're just gonna play the regular season and right. see what happens. And they may think, rack up. They may rack up more wins at the beginning to than it takes for them to fall into the bottom three. You never know. All right. Uh, let me list off some names here, and I'm I'm telling you, they have Jabari Smith Jr. Obviously, they drafted him this year. They have Jalen Green. They have Kevin Porter Jr. So they Kevin Porter Jr. was the guy. Yeah, I, I I just remember Kevin. I didn't mention it because I couldn't remember the rest of his name. But have, yeah, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is a good a good. Uh, they have Kenyon well. Martin Jr. They have Ty Ty Washington Jr. <laughs> they have all the juniors. They have Trey Burke on there. Shout out to Trey Burke. They have yeah. Eric Gordon still on the team. Yeah, Bruno That's Fernando, surprising. Darius Days, Trevor Hudson. Josh Christopher, uh, who else they got? They have Boban. They have Boban on the team. So always a good uh, a roster, uh, roster, you know, fit. Yeah. So I don't, I don't Locker know, guy. I think it's gonna really depend. I think they're gonna be a I, team I think that Utah... makes a trade for a veteran type guy that can help. help so they are gonna young... pull a Sacramento. They, not like a Sabonis, <laughs> but I right. think they'll do like a move like. Trade for a guy. Oh, together. I was thinking back when they traded. Uh, they traded out their players to sign so that they could sign Rajon Rondo, and you know that. Uh, you know what? I can't give him shit. We did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Good I can't point. Too, All right. Rescinded. Uh, rescinded. Uh, so yeah, man. That that's kind of where I have Houston. I I think they're just gonna make a trade for like a veteran, like a savvy veteran. You know, like again, gonna... I, th- I think that's fair because I I think. San Antonio with Greg Popovich might try to win like more as, as on the game to game basis and Utah, in my opinion, has more talent, but I think Houston is the only team that's not going to be openly trying to lose games mm-hmm. out of those right away. I mean, from day one. Yeah. So uh, next team here, and I like how we're going in reverse because I feel like this is the easiest way to go about the Western conference. And also it, it holds that tension, man, for who the top team is going to be. So. Yes. I love it. This is how we should have done it with the East. Uh, Sacramento Kings, speaking of those pesky Kings, right now, tentatively, I got them at number 11, but I wouldn't be surprised if they wind up at 10 and make the play-in. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people might have them, uh, you know, in the play-in mix. I I have them at 11 also, uh, so we're in complete agreement on that point, at least, now that we've gotten our bottom of the... uh, of the tier disagreements out of the way. Um, I am, I completely agree. I think that, yeah, they're going to make a push for the plan. I just don't believe in them as much as the other teams. And mm-hmm. they're also the damn Kings, man. And Kings are going to Kings. And we'll see <laughs> the how that goes. Kings are going to Kings. Yeah. The Kings are going to I, I like Keegan Murray though. I like what I'm seeing from Keegan Murray. I mean, I They're like rookie. Keegan Murray. I, I I like uh Mike Brown as a coach. Uh, you know, um uh, I love Sabonis. Put a defensive I, I, uh, right. I'm a fan of Harrison Barnes. It it really all depends on if they trade Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is gonna be, it's the key to the And they're only gonna system. trade him if they really fall, right? Like they're gonna yes. they're gonna try to keep him to make that play in game that's all important to Vivek Granadive. So you, you've been the proponent of trying to trade for Harrison Barnes. I know, man. I, I really feel like he's been languishing out there in Sacramento. He'd be such a good piece on a contender, but it is what it is, and yeah. I, I don't think that anyone's going to get them this year because I don't think they'll be a disaster to start the season. So, all right, number ten here, uh, I got Portland, and you can ar- I can argue between them and another team here, but right now, tentatively, I'm putting them either at ten 
or nine. I think highest for Portland, they're like an eight seed, but I think they're still a playing team. What are your thoughts? So I had them higher than uh, most people would. I think it would be a surprise, but I had them eighth, like you said, the highest okay. that we put them. And uh, again, I think the reason for that is kind of like the the institutional determination to kind of win right now. That's right? a word. That's there, a word. There you go. Yeah. Tongue twister, man. <laughs> So, you know, adding, adding Gary Payton Jr. Um, yes. Adding, uh, 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 I'm sorry, what's his name? Jeremy Grant from, the, Jeremy from, Grant. from Detroit. Um, you're going to have uh, Dame back after that, that abdomen surgery that he said affected him so far his entire career. You've got Anthony Simons now lock, locked up and who has a full year of getting to run wild and getting, you know, NBA experience to play a more hopefully disciplined uh, yes. game this year alongside Dame. Uh, so I think, um, I, I see a lot of upside in their ability to kind of turn it around and stick with it, right? Because they're not as talented as the other teams, but no. I think they're very determined to win. They really are. And look, uh, also, like, they're a team that has talent. They're not too deep. They're right. probably going to be a team that probably goes like eight, nine players deep throughout the entire season. Right. Like, let, me, let me just list off some names. Obviously, you have Dame, and it starts with Dame, and he can win you. A, a lot of games to get you at least close to if Damian if Lillard not, after the ab surgery is the Damian Lillard we knew, you know, before two years ago, then this is definitely not a stretch. Yes, exactly. You have Anthony Simons who's basically taking that CJ McCollum role. You have a Yusuf Nurkic, and then now you have a Jeremy Grant who can be that third scoring punch. You have a Gary Payne, the, the second, who's going to be a perimeter defender that's going to play well with a Damian Lillard or an Anthony Simons to kind of like make right. up for those weaknesses. Jeremy Grant It's going to be interesting also, to see how he fits on a team that doesn't quite have the spacing that Golden State does, but you know, we're you're he's still going to he's still going to have a lot of spacing on this team because Jeremy Grant can still sp- right, space for yeah. Anthony Simons can still shoot Damian Lillard. We we're forgetting Josh Hart here. He's going to be a great Josh piece Hart right. is a very good piece, yeah. He's a, it's a really good piece. And then you also have guys like Nasir Little, Justin Winslow, Drew Ubanks. You know, Nas Little, I don't know if you saw, but he signed uh, an extension for to stay in Portland at like four years, 28 million, yeah. far below what his market value would be just because he wants to be in Portland. Talked about how he, you know, he was okay. He knew he's possibly sacrificing a lot of money, but given possible injury risk and the fact that he, he that's a big pickup. Portland, that's, that's, that's a, a big nice... pickup for, for Portland because yeah. that, that's what they need. They need to be able to like sign guys like Nasir Little to like these like, bargain contracts and right. like continue That's to build your team. Them. Yeah. And look, man, the boy got hops, but Shade and Sharp, man. Yes, Shaden Sharp, man. That's gonna be a cool rookie to watch. Uh, we'll see how he uh I like to see him in the out. dunk contest. I like to I'm see anxious him the... just to see him on the floor, man. It's gonna yes. be cool to watch how he how he grows. Yeah, and I think he's one of those guys that can probably play multiple positions on this Portland team. Right. Right, depending on what they need. Now, their defense has been a absolute disaster so far in the preseason. Yes. But, um, you know, again, I think um, to say what I said earlier, the institutional determination to win is going gonna, is gonna to pull through a lot of those games, and I think uh, they're going to figure it out at least to enough of an extent to, to be in that play-in game and, and hopefully host one from their, you know, yeah, from their perspective. For sure. Okay, next team on here. Uh, let's go Minnesota Timberwolves. They made another big splash this offseason. They acquired Rudy Gobert. They're going to be going with the Twin Tires lineup the first time in a while we've seen two centers go yep. on their Cat's going to slide over to the power forward position, you'd, you'd imagine. He's the 
best three-point shooting big man in NBA history, if you ask him. You you have an Anthony Edwards who hopefully takes that next leap. You still have D'Angelo Russell. So there's a lot on this team to like. Personally, where do they rank for you? So they rank uh, pretty high. I think earlier in the you know in the off season we talked about the the trade, and I was talking about them as even potentially you know a top three team in the West. That's before you know some of the other roster moves and, and injury news came out throughout the league, and also um, we've seen that you know Cat uh, Carl Anthony Towns has missed a significant amount of time with an illness. Um, he lost a lot of weight, it's, so him and Gobert didn't get a lot of time to play together mm-hmm. uh, or any time from what I saw in the preseason. I don't think they played right. together in any of the games. No. Um, yeah, and and so they, I do like them a lot. However, and I just want to make you know their roster, like you said, is pretty good. So around D'Lo, Cat, and Gobert, and of course Anthony Edwards, who you know I projected very highly <laughs> when we did our Kobe rankings. We unexpectedly had him in there yeah. as one of the top twenty-four players in the league. But they added Bryn Forbes, great shooter. They still have Jaden McDaniels, who had a fantastic year last year. Jalen Noel, um, uh, who had a good year and I think will be entrusted a lot. Like you said, they had Nas Reed, um, Josh Minot down the down the roster. They have Austin Rivers for a deep bench uh, player. Torian Prince so, is on the team as well. Torian Prince. That's some good uh, defensive. Did uh, you uh, mention Kyle Anderson as well? No, I totally forgot. Thank you. Kyle Anderson. Slomo is on there as well. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Anderson is good is underrated highly underrated and he's good everywhere he goes that team seems to be higher in contention than expected to um so i think um i've got them pretty high uh let's see where it is exactly i've got them outside of the top four and no home court advantage but i've got them i got them outside the plane as well so i got them at sixth yeah that's actually where i was uh lining them at right now as well i have them at six just because Look, Anthony Edwards, I just I'm so high on the guy. And yeah. I do like Carl Anthony Towns. They have a lot of talent, though. Just like Cleveland, when we talked about in the Eastern Conference rankings, that hole at the small forward position is probably gonna be crucial. Yes. But I'm more confident in what they have than Cleveland. So if you look at the Cleveland team versus the Minnesota team, I like what they're doing here. And Rudy Gobert, like say what you will, even if the the fit isn't perfect with Cat. Him alone is going to race this defense. Him alone is a top uh, in the league defense. Just him alone. Doesn't matter who you put around him, you know, which is ridiculous when you think about it. And yes. on a, in the regular season, in the playoffs, sure, we can have a lot of conversations and a lot of people have and will continue to have about his effectiveness or playability in the playoffs. But in the regular season, there is no doubt about it. He drives winning. For sure. So I right now, I'm gonna we're going to leave him right there at number six. I think that's a solid spot for the to be there okay I, I i would have them higher if it wasn't for the fact that cat not only missed so much time but you know lost so much weight and didn't get that get those reps with gobert and mm-hmm. i didn't really see d'lo in the preseason d'angelo russell i didn't see him have great pick and like he, he did a lot of pick and roll stuff with gobert but i think it's going to take them a little bit of time to figure out how they want to run their offense right and, you know so that's the only reason that i don't even have them higher Okay, uh, let's talk about Dallas. They took a big hit this offseason. They lost Jalen Brunson. They made a trade for Christian Wood, yeah. who some might argue is, is I mean, a potential good... six man of the year level, right? I mean, yeah, but depending it's... on how well he fits. That's and that's the biggest question with Dallas is the fit. I currently have them like they're. I think they're a playing team this year, man. I just don't know where in the playing they are. Right. Where your Where your thoughts? So I think. Um... I think you're right. Like they, they took a big hit and it's an odd fit with Spencer Dinwiddie instead of Jalen Brunson. They're, they're not really, you know, 
they're similar in some ways, but not quite enough, I think. I think Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, handling units without Luca would be better. Having him start alongside Luca is kind of a, a tough fit. Um, Christian Wood is, a, is definitely a good pickup. But I think uh, Luka, Luka Doncic and um, remind me again who their, uh, their small forward who kind of had a breakout postseason was. Uh, if you're if you can remember who I'm talking about there, Tim. forgetting his name, he's he, he'd be a great pickup guy for the Bulls. But now he's he's too high of a name. One of those three name guys who I'm. Ah, totally uh, Reggie Bullock. No, no, no. The uh, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm uh, looking at the roster right now. Oh, Dorian Finney-Smith. Thank you, DFS. Dorian Finney-Smith had a. Uh, it was always kind of underrated, I think, mm-hmm. um, as a wing player, and but had a breakout playoffs. He was fantastic in the playoffs. Yes. I think he's going to be very confident in his role going into the year. Um, Jason Kidd has proven to be much improved as a head coach. They had a way solid... better than when he was in Brooklyn, right? Or, or or Milwaukee, where he was a freaking disaster. I mean, he did some good things, but the team yeah. was immediately a number one seed the next year. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, I think Luca is going to have an MVP caliber year. You got to remember, part of why where Dallas was where they were last year, not just Porzingis' injury issues, et cetera, was because Luca came in came into the season very much out of shape, had a terrible start to the year. Mm-hmm. I, that's not going to happen this year. I, I have Dallas. Just playing Euro high. basketball this this off season, right? And, so, and talked yeah. about like how he was unhappy with his start last year. So yeah, no, I don't I, think that'll be I, I think Luca's gonna be the one shining factor for this team. Okay, let, let's go down the roster, man. You uh, you, yeah. you have a Luka Doncic, you have a Christian Wood who we talked about, JaVale McGee, they brought him, they have him in there. They have a Spencer Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock, Tyler Dorsey, Dwight Powell, Josh Green, Dorian Finney Smith, Max Cleaver, Davis Bertans. So they have guys. The question I I, I guess right now i'm juggling is who's going to be better portland or dallas and that's kind of how what what you want to say like right. is dame and the collective sum better than luca and a bunch of guys because no no disrespect to the guys that dallas has collected in their roster i just don't see a second scoring option or a third scoring option in that Mavericks I mean, didn't roster, didn't what he can, but I don't think that's really his role on this okay. team. It doesn't fit quite as well with Luca, right? Let's so you have. Let's look at the contenders. There's there's Luca, then there's Tim Hardaway Jr. There's Spencer Dinwiddie and Christian Wood. Now you right. compare that to uh, Portland, and you have Damian Lillard, uh, Anthony Simons, J- uh, Jeremy Grant, and Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah. So, who are you more high on? Here's my here's the difference, man. Dallas's defense is good. Portland's is complete and utter trash. And I, I am giving Portland um, some time to, to be better than trash, mm-hmm. but not a lot better. I think Dallas's defense is going to be significantly better. I do, uh, you know, there are more questions with Dame's age, his size, and uh, coming off the surgery. He could definitely be, old, be be the old Damian Lillard, but I don't think those questions exist with Luka Doncic right now. Christian Wood was a, has proven to be a really good pick and roll player. Going back to Detroit, you know, he he played a. That's where he actually earned his contract is coming, you know, coming off the bench in Detroit, becoming a starter, getting really good in the pick and roll with Derrick Rose. Uh, so I think Christian Wood and Luka Doncic in the pick and roll is going to be uh, very key. Their defense is going to be good enough, in my opinion, to keep put them right above Portland. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. So like the, uh, the top, the top play in teams, you know, essentially at seven. Okay. All right. So, so let's, let's do this, man. Yeah. Who do we put at 10, Portland or, or Dallas? And then we'll move the other team to nine. 
Okay. Um, I think Dallas, man, they, they, they went to the uh, to the conference finals. I think they they deserve it just based on that. All right, so we'll leave in them at nine for now. Let's uh, let's let's move on to a team that I think is going to be better, but there's uh, because of the low expectations they had and they were tremendous towards the end of the year. They have a Zion Williamson back. They have some some expectations on them now. Yep. Where did the New Orleans Pelicans land in your rankings? So I love New Orleans. They played so well. Uh, Zion's back now. They have, uh, they of course have, you know, Ingram added to, you know, they still have Ingram. They have the young guys who who outperformed that little trio of rookies that they had last year. I just, um, I don't quite trust their health or fit going into the year. It's going to take them some time, I think, to work out how to play defense and who to play with Zion when he does play. And I, and I think they're going to take it very, very cautiously every time Zion has a bumper or a bruise or, mm-hmm. or, you know, some soreness. Uh, I think Ingram is, is great. But again, when he plays with Zion, it's going to take the Pelicans a little bit of time. Yes. Herb Jones is fantastic defensively, but Zion is not. Who do you play with him at center? You know? Um, well, they, they, they still have Jonas. They, still they have do have Jonas, but does he is he the right fit next to Zion? You know, um, we'll we'll mm-hmm. see. I I don't know. I I just feel like they performed fantastically last year. Uh, teams will be ready for them. They know that their young mm-hmm. players are how good they are and their tenaciousness. And you know, we'll probably Jose Alvarado will. You I was know, just pro- about to mention him. <laughs> probably not be stealing the ball in the backcourt quite as often as he did last year. Um, well, I think he's a good player, uh, but I do think teams will be more ready for him. They'll 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 scouted him out. They've seen him over the year and in the playoffs. Same with Herb Jones. Like th- they're gonna know to attack different spots in the mm-hmm. Pelicans lineup when Herb Jones is on the floor, right? They're gonna know that Herb is coming from the weak side to get that block shot. Um, and I, I just think that the the other teams who were down previously, mm-hmm. including you know Minnesota and and Dallas or excuse me Portland, um, and maybe even the Lakers, um, will have improved enough that there won't be as many easy wins in that middle of the Western yes. Conference. True, that's true. So that's why I have them actually as that last. Um, that's where I had them at at tenth actually. Um, as that last play-in team, okay. Because on paper, I think yes, they're better than the Lakers or the Blazers, uh, and maybe you could talk about them competing with the Mavericks. I just don't believe that they're going to get those number of games played out of their top-end players, and I don't think they'll mesh quite as seamlessly when they all play. Okay, so then let's do that. I I, I like what you I like where your head's at with that. So uh, let's move uh, New Orleans down to number ten then. We'll move Portland up to uh, what you had them at. We'll leave them at nine, and then Dallas at eight, or vice versa. Uh, no, I think Dallas. Again, we talked about them being the conference, you know, representative from the conference finals, and and uh, you know, Luca being the MV- an MVP candidate. So I think they should stay ahead. Okay. All right. We'll we'll save uh, the LA teams for last. Let's go to Phoenix. They have a lot. I uh, obviously the. The turmoil with their ownership group. Jay Crowder doesn't want to be there anymore. The whole DeAndre Aiden conundrum. I think and now that... a new one. Um, they apparently didn't couldn't come to an extension agreement with Cam Johnson. And that's now the person they picked to start. You know, the reason they have the problems with Jay Crowder is because yeah. they want Cam Johnson to start. So that's a new wrinkle to add into their yeah, so that's the thing with, with Phoenix. I think they're still a great team because if you look at who they have, they still have Chris Ball, they have, still have Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, DeAndre Aiden. 
you have a uh, campaign, you have Jake. Well, Jake Crowder's not going to be playing, right? But but they have they could guys. get someone back for Jay Crowder though. You never yeah, know. Yeah, obvious. Yes, Jay Crowder's a guy that I would love to see in Chicago. He's yep. he, yeah, he he could be a good piece like Kobe and some and some and some stuff for. I'll Jay tell Crowder. you what could swing our Eastern Conference picks is you know that Miami pick we had. If if Jay Crowder finds his way back to the Heat, that could be a <laughs> yeah. That, that could swing things. That could swing things. But right now, I think Phoenix man. They're anywhere for me. I don't think they get home court this year. I think in, they're anywhere between five and seven. I don't think they fall the way to eight. That would be. This might like, be our biggest difference because I, I think Phoenix was so good last year. And yes, Chris Paul's aging, um, but just even when they didn't have Chris Paul for that stretch of games, just between Booker, Aiton, and Bridges, um, and and Cam Johnson, they were so damn good. They were like the runaway. You remember they were the they were the finals pick, you know, by far before mm-hmm. they got upset. Yes. Um, by Dallas. So I think that's kind of like real. I, I, I'm with you. So remember I said like, it's harder for me to pick the top of the West here. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those reasons is, yeah, I, I want to put Phoenix lower like you did. I just think that's disrespecting a lot of what they showed over the course of a long regular season last year. They were the runaway best team, you know, the only team with 60 plus wins, I, I believe. Um, right. So I, I, I think that it's tough for me to put them lower than third. Based okay. on how how they performed last year and the fact right. that they didn't actually lose anyone yet. Okay, that's actually what was going to be my question to you. It's like, what's the lowest you can see them falling? You say third. Okay, let's leave them third for now. I can see them falling further. It's just I can't pick them falling further. If, okay, if that makes sense. All right, we'll we'll move on to a team that I think might have the number one seed this year if injuries don't become a factor. I think Memphis is in play to be the number one seed. Yep. Okay. So we're getting to now when I say in the East, we had this conversation about there's a clear top three and then there's a big middle where it can stretch all the way to the play in. In the West, it's kind of opposite. We kind of breeze through the bottom more or less. Our only, you know, real disagreements were whether a team was two spots up or two spots down, essentially. Yeah. Um, In the West, any of these teams from one through five. I, you, you can make an argument for one very easily and not not like a, a fringe argument like you can make for Cleveland in the East. I mean, like a strong, like this is definitely the number one seed, mm-hmm. right? And for me, that's that's Memphis. I have them at five. That's extremely disrespectful. Wow. Extremely wow. disrespectful to what they did last year. Ooh. But I'll tell you what, what's factoring into my thinking, right? Yes. Memphis did lose a little bit with the Anthony Melton and Kyle, Kyle Anderson. So they have a couple pieces gone. They didn't really replace them with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, uh, is Ja still injured a little bit to begin the year? I can't I can't quite recall. I don't believe so. I do think they'll take it easy with Ja. They, you know, they had their, their breakout year last year where they, you know, performed at the top of the conference. They may try that again. But the top of the conference is very changed from last year. It's not just Phoenix and Golden State now. Because Denver, who had 48 wins last year, they had those 48 wins without Jamal Murray, without um, Michael Porter Jr. for most of the year, without any of the pickups that they made over the offseason. Um, so you have Denver in there. You've got the Clippers, who are a play-in team playing completely without Kawhi Leonard or uh, most of the time without Paul George as well. And they've got both of those guys back. So they've got to compete with the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Warriors, who are unlike last year where the Warriors remember, we're still like right on Phoenix's heels for much of the year. And we're, you know, trading spots with Memphis for the entire year. That was without 
Clay Thompson until late, late, late in the year. That mm-hmm. was with Draymond Green missing a big chunk of the season when he started the season as pretty much a unanimous defensive player of the year. I don't think that's going to happen now with uh, Golden State, who also, you know, um, who did make some pickups, even though they lost Gary Payton Jr. and Otto Porter. Uh, I think they're going to be uh, in the mix for that number one seed. They're going to be a contender from day one, unlike, you know, last year where they kind of surprised us. So this top of the West is the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Suns, the Clippers, and the Grizzlies. What order you put them in is very difficult. And the only reason I put the Grizzlies down is because they are the only team there that has kind of lost pieces among the other teams, if you oh. if you see what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think I just believe more in what Jock can do. Okay, let, let's put both. Let's lock them in at, at four right now, like okay. right below Phoenix. And we'll move, move around. You mentioned yeah. them. The Golden State Warriors, the defending champions, you say they're in contention to be the number one seed. Yes. I think you're correct from the jump they are. But right now with the whole Draymond Green situation, they that was a nice little like black cloud that was hanging over them. I do believe that they're going to ease Clay and Thompson slowly. They were talking about 18, 20 minutes in tonight's game against the L.A. Lakers on the season opener ring night. Easing him in is better than like not having him and then easing him in in March, though. You know what I'm saying? So like easing him in 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 October is a damn sight better than what they had last year. Yeah. So right now, I think they're top they're top three, top four, but only because I think they're going to be playing the rest game similar to Milwaukee, man. And 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 that's why like I can argue you like you move up a Memphis and a Phoenix up above them, similar to last year. But see, again, last year they did the same thing. They had they had rest games. They did not play Clay till late in the year. They they had Steph miss time. They rested Steph. They had Draymond uh, resting until he got injured and missed a significant portion of time. Uh, Jordan Poole was kind of a revelation at the time. I think uh, now they've got uh, uh, Dante DiVincenzo off the bench. You know, so yes. I think even when they rest, they're so deep. And if you watch that game, the preseason game they played after the Draymond Green Jordan Poole incident. My God, they look devastating. I think yeah. this they're a team that can handle this sort of stuff and has experience handling it, not just with the coaching staff, but up and down the roster where mm-hmm. they will just come together and bludgeon their opponents. I think they're going to be a very dangerous team. I think they're the number one team in the West. Okay, we'll leave them at number one for now. And yeah. we'll... I, I th- you have a fair argument, though, with, yes. the, with the rest. Let's continue. Versus... Let's continue. Because yeah. I'm not swayed in one way or another, okay? okay. That's, that's kind of like where I, I stand. Let's go fair. with the Denver Nuggets. Yes. I think they're a top three seed. I do too. I think they're a top three seed. I think the perfect spot for them is number three. What are your thoughts? I had them at number two, and um, based on what you said, like uh, you have a bias based... for Jokic, man. I like, do have but... a bias for Jokic, but dude, they won forty-eight games last year with pretty much just Jokic. Just mm-hmm. Jokic. They had like nothing else. They they lost. Aaron Gordon was on the team. They had just... Aaron Gordon. Okay, sure. Aaron Gordon though is like your you know, your connector piece, the guy you want coming up, playing defense, hitting those shots and leading the fast break from time to time, mm-hmm. not your number two option. You know, now they've got Jamal Murray back who will take some time, I'm sure, to come into form. But I think the trades MPJ they made too. in the... Yeah, and they have MPJ back. I think the trades they made in the offseason to get uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope and to add uh, uh, Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown's going to really help improve that perimeter defense of theirs, uh, you know, which they didn't have last year. Not only that, Bruce Brown, if you saw with Brooklyn, he was fantastic for moving without the ball, couldn't yes. see the basket. And oh, my with God. Nicole with Jokic, Jokic on the finding team, him? Oh, oh it's going to be fantastic. 
Okay. It's be killer. Uh, obviously, I'm a little biased here with the Denver Nuggets because I actually am playing on the Denver Nuggets in NBA 2K with my my player. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you, they have Jamal Murray. He's going to ease up. Then Mike Porter Jr. He's going to come back, ease up into it. But they have an Aaron Gordon. They have Nikola Jokic. They have KCP on the team. They yep. have uh, Bones uh, Highland, I think. Yeah, I'm... Bones Highland, actually. Very, very great year last year. And he's I still, think he... in a... He's Reduce the reason role. why they 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 felt that they could trade they could trade um Monte Morris yeah Monte Morris they felt yeah. they could trade him because of him yeah. they uh Zeke Nashi coming off the bench as well yep. uh like and in case they do have any issues you know their deep bench with Ish Smith you know he's a solid you know end yes. of the bench point guard like that's definitely good yeah he's a journeyman I love that. I love the guy yeah yeah um, always effective Jeff Green who played. Yep. Crucial minutes for the Brooklyn Nets last year, and you mentioned Bruce Brown, so they stole two Brooklyn Nets from Brooklyn. So, yeah. I was about that. I, you know what? I think they're going to be record wise the best team. Okay. And I'm bumping Golden State down to number fair. two. Uh, I say fair based on the the rest argument. I still think Golden State. I, I think they could really demolish people this year. Like oh, they, they, they could. They, could they run definitely through could. the league. They might have the best starting lineup in all of basketball right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, and, they're gonna and be scary, man. If James Wiseman takes another dude, step. that see, that's the other thing with Golden State is their young guys coming up, man. They they are so much. That's what impressed me in the preseason is that their young guys no longer look like they did last year. I think that experience really paid off for them. Their young yeah. guys fit in the flow of their offense. Who impressed so, you the most? Kuminga, Kuminga, Kuminga. This year wasn't just like the force of athleticism. And, and like, you know, random, you know, attacking the basket that he was last year, he fit in the offense. He set screens and rolled. He was passing the ball. He got drop-offs. He really looked like a part of the Warriors offense, more than just a young guy just trying to come out there and jump over everybody. Kaminga mm -hmm. was very impressive. And Wiseman actually looked like a functional rotation player, man. Like, uh, yeah, that, that's that's off their bench. Kaminga, Poole, Wiseman. Uh, these guys are, that. that's the end of their bench. Who do, who do they have as their backup point? Uh, I probably pull Jordan uh, or uh, Dante DiVincenzo. Dante DiVincenzo, Jordan Poole. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, look, I think the the lack of a Gary Payton is gonna really hurt them. It could. Uh, it could. And then again, like they replaced the, they replaced guys like him with DiVincenzo. They replaced Otto Porter Jr. with Javante Green. Wait, no, not Javante with uh, uh... another Green. Did, did they have Jamichael? Jamichael uh, Green, thank you. Yeah, for, former Nugget. Yeah, former, former nugget. nugget. There you go. Uh, I don't know. Like, look, they probably have the best team, but I think Denver is probably gonna like. If you made the argument that yeah. Jokic with no one, no, yeah, essentially one, no what, what, essentially no one had forty-seven wins. Imagine yeah. once he gets his star. Forty-eight. Forty-eight. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. forty-eight. Yo, what's he gonna, I, do, what's he gonna I, do with with some star power? That's why I've got Denver. Like, yeah, I think that we have the same top two, so I can't really argue with the with the order here. Denver and Golden State, yeah, in All whichever right. order for sure. Let's go to the final teams, the LA teams, and we're gonna we're gonna go with the Clippers first because they're more interesting. I yes. think they get home court this year. Yep, I'd argue they're gonna have a better season than the Suns because you want to talk about depth. Let's go through the Clippers step, right? Because you have a Kawhi Leonard, right? You have a Paul George. They're coming back. They're looking like they're healthy. Mm -hmm. They still have a Reggie Jackson. They signed a John Wall for bargaining. John contract. Wall, Reggie Jackson, Nicola Batum. Yeah. They got uh, Ivac Zubak, 
Norm, Norman Powell, uh, Terrence Mann, Luke Nord, Robert yep. Covington, Marcus Morris Sr., Nicholas Batum. Their depth and, is ridiculous. And Moses Brown. They, dude, yeah. I'd argue they, they could probably get the number one seed too. They definitely could. I think the only reason they won't is because of the the tendency of uh, Kawhi and PG to rest, and the the again institutional tendency of the LA Clippers to do that to to rest players and, and right. go that route. Guys like Ty Lue as their coach believe in that, and and have kind of uh, when Ty Lue was with the Cleveland Cavaliers, definitely you know had the mentality like, of resting players through the regular season to focus what, on the playoffs. What people forget is that even though like his even during his short stint in Houston. John Wall was still putting up numbers. He yeah, still... no, John Wall is a is a great pickup. Uh, fingers crossed that he can be a really good a contributor, you know, now on a good team again after all these years. Yeah, I, look, like I said, even if like a Kawhi or a PG rest, I don't think both of them rest on the games. It's going to be against teams like the Jazz, right? That they're going to rest, but they got they got. You would Covington. think so, man, but I think Ty Lue has shown in Cleveland, and I think Kawhi has shown over the last few years in Toronto and LA that they'll they'll just rest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it's really the only reason I have them down at fourth mm-hmm. um, is is because of rest. Because I think they could they could challenge for the top seed if they wanted it. They would take it. I uh, here's a here's a here's I'm, a spoiler. I'm just I'm just hold on. I want to I want to give a little spoiler because we were just doing conference predictions. Mm-hmm. My NBA Finals pick before the season starts. Obviously, things change as you see the season go on. Is Clippers Sixers? Wow. Yeah. I like. So that. that's how good I think they are. The only reason I have them as fourth is is because of their tendency to not give a shit about the regular season, you know, and just be healthy for the playoffs. I think they'll want home court. They'll push hard enough for that, and that's about it. I don't know, man. I just I'm more skeptical on the Phoenix Sun stuff because of the Cam Johnson stuff, the Jay Crowder stuff, the DeAndre Aiden stuff. There's a I, lot of more I'm question with marks. You. I'm with you on and this. Look, just based on what I want, I, I'm leaning towards going your way and having all right, the Clippers above them. Let, let's let's leave Clip, Clip, uh, LA Clippers at number three and then put yeah, Phoenix let's do at it. four. All right, let's let's do that. Last but not least, man, the LA motherfucking Lakers. The only Los spot Angeles? that's open what right now is seventh. The question is, do we leave them there? I would have them lower. Um, I had them at ninth. <laughs> because, dude, like, okay, already Dennis Schroeder is out for at least three to four weeks. He had a finger that had, that needed a, uh, an operation done on it and could be out longer. Um, Troy, bon, Troy, Troy Brown Jr., excuse me, former Bull, uh, not really a, a, a key rotation piece, but on the really thin Lakers, he kind of is. And he's been out for the entire preseason. They say he's a few weeks away. Mm-hmm. We have the, you know, Russell Westbrook and will he start? Will he come off the bench? Uh, that whole drama, you know. He started uh, on the first game. He did. We'll see how long that lasts. And then if they try to bring him off the bench, which is probably better for the team, he may, you know, cause. Well, he's not really a locker room disruption, but he is kind of a pouty guy. So it's, yes. it could be an issue. We'll We'll see how that shakes out. You have LeBron and AD who always, you know, also rest and AD misses significant amounts of time with injuries and our top player rankings. We basically bumped him down pretty far just based on his, his inability to not only stay healthy, but then to be like a dominant player when he is on the court in the regular season. I mean, that's why I have them lower. It was just one game, but I love the energy and like, like, the way he was playing on defense, Anthony Davis was in the first he, he's game a defensive of the season. Player of the year level talent. It's just, will he do that through the course of a season? And like, I think so he might. I think he, he might doesn't. this year. 
I know I it's, so. it's 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 kind of hard to kind of like put your your all your eggs in one basket and bet in on uh, on Anthony Davis actually continuing doing that for a whole eighty two game season, right? But I don't know, man. Like this, maybe I'm a little bit more optimistic here about the Lakers than most. And this is really going to determine on whether or not they trade Russell Westbrook. And I do. I am under the belief that we're in October, come November, come December, Westbrook's not going to be on the Lakers. And right. we might be seeing that Buddy Heald, uh, Miles Turner trade. They would have been done by now. but the I don't are... think they will now because I think it's you're so far into the season now or you're so far into this. This is the last year of his contract. I think that the Lakers have designs on using the cap space that they're going to create when his contract comes off the books um, to do something unless they can land like a star level, level player. I, I don't, don't think, think they're going to make – I mean maybe they do make the trade with Indiana and Indiana settles for less than those two first-round picks – you know, those unprotected 2027, 2029 picks that they were demanding before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to it. I think they definitely have the talent and the ability to be higher. It's just like their last two years have been so disastrous is the reason I would have them lower. Yeah. I Look, I, I just think they make that trade. And I, I, my belief is that they haven't made the trade because they think they can probably get more for those draft picks like closer towards the trade deadline with like teams like trying to tank for the Victor Wemayama sweepstakes. That's a definite possibility as other teams. And they might be able to get more. Right. They might be able to get more for it. And like, I'm not saying that's correct. I'm not saying I believe that personally, but I think that's the belief. Uh, I think they could. I mean, with, with uh, those, those draft picks are very desirable and then they can still maybe swing the, the Westbrook trade with Indiana. Maybe Indiana is willing to settle for less at the, you know, near mid season at the deadline. And, and yeah. honestly, like my, my whole thing is they, they probably should have already done that trade. If they do that, that trade, they have buddy healed and miles Turner mm-hmm. on this roster instead of Westbrook. I think it's a much that, better fit and much, much deeper. It's yeah. a much better fit and, and deeper. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of want to leave them somewhere between. I think they're still a playing team, but I think there's seven through through nine. Kind of. I'll, I'll, I'll buy your your higher ranking with this because I think you make a good argument. Um, again, Thomas Bryant's a good center, but if if they got Miles Turner, the fit because right now the argument is Anthony Davis. His best position for the Lakers is to play center. It's when they're the most dangerous, and that's what he's playing right now. He is, but he also doesn't want to. And you know that they're going to want to limit his his exposure to kind of wear and tear and banging with bigger with bigger players down low. And they'll play him with Thomas Bryant a lot more, who is a good center, but not quite as a seamless a fit. If they got Miles Turner, who is a defensive ace and also you know can shoot a three ball, that opens things up a lot more for that for that offense. So. I'm I'm buying your argument that they could still make a, a maybe even two trades to improve yes. this team. Yes, uh, 100%. I want to give them that seventh seed. And the only reason I'm doing that is because you look at LeBron and AD, I think they're going to be better. I think Le- LeBron signed that extension to give con- assurance to the front office. I'm like, hey, trade those draft picks. I'm going to be here. Right. Okay. Trade those draft picks. I'm going to be here a few more years. I'm not going anywhere right now. Let's try to improve this team. And I right. think they will be doing doing so. My my whole thing is like it's not whether of it's not a, a question of if it's a question of when they trade Westbrook because I think it's coming. Okay. And I think I'm anticipating the trade, which is why I got them at seven. I think they're still a playing team, depending on the trades they make 
and the success of those traits and how they fit and how easily they're able to like mesh together as a team. Do they you really could think they'll finish ahead of Dallas though, who's going to be good from the start, I think, you know, with Luca and, and and a much better defense. Okay, let's do this. Let's move him to 8 and let's put Dallas at 7. I can buy this a lot more. It's a lot more believable that they'll they'll finish ahead of Portland and New Orleans. You know, I think uh, for them to finish ahead of Dallas, I'm higher on New Orleans than I am of Portland and Dallas. Wow. And I still and I still put them at ten. Yeah, yeah, fair. Like, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I don't know. It... There's a lot of variability because you have like so much youth and injury issues with mm-hmm. the with the teams from like seven through ten that you know. Those teams could go any number of ways depending on how their their health shakes out and how their young players perform. Yeah. Because, yeah, New Orleans you. is relying a lot on youth and also health for Zion. Um, the Lakers are are going to be relying, you know, health is going to affect them a lot uh, based on how they uh, – or their their place in the standings is going to be based on how, how their health shakes out. And same with for Portland, sure. you know, with Dame and, and, and uh, Nurkic. Okay. Okay. Uh... I think let's let's just settle this here and yeah. just wrap up the episode this yeah, let's, way. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, so just to um, run things back down, we have uh, Denver at number one, Golden State at two, Clippers at three, Phoenix at four to round out home court. You have Memphis falling down to number fifth and because of the improvement of the West and their lack of health. Or their I know Grizzlies question. fans will take this as great disrespect, but it's really just a, a more of a. I think they might have the over. I think they might have overperformed last year. Right. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, Minnesota. We have Minnesota at six, just because of the the trade for Rudy Gobert and the talent that they do have on there. We have Luca and the Mavericks at number seven, falling a little bit, but still pretty good. The Lakers, we're anticipating them to make some sort of trade to get them into that eighth seed. Then we have Portland at nine. We have uh, New Orleans at ten, and Sacramento making some noise. I think they'll be kind of like the Orlando Magic in the Western right. Conference, where in which contention is, for the play-in, and then yeah. you know until the end. Honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if they actually do get that ten seed and like bump out like. I mean, a all LA it takes Lakers. is like one one you know injury for like a few weeks to knock one of those teams yes. uh, you know lower. So and then uh, twelve is the Rockets. Then the bottom three teams is Utah Jazz, Oklahoma City Thunder, and San Antonio in that order. Or you can rearrange it, and we wouldn't really be mad at you uh, because you can make a case for either. Um, but, Absolutely. But yeah, man, uh, those uh, those are our Western Conference standings prediction, guys. Let us know what you think on Twitter, on social media. Let us know. Uh, that's that's it for this episode. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at SES Vince. You can follow Basharat on Instagram at System Lord without the E. You yep. can go ahead and follow the show wherever audio podcasts can be consumed. Just search up SES Vince, Straight Talk, download, subscribe, follow the works. Helps out the show tremendously. And like always, we'll catch you guys on the next one as we predict, not predict, preview some NBA teams. We're going to be talking Chicago Bulls. That's coming up this Friday. So stay tuned for that. Later, y'all. Peace.